0: Good morning and welcome back to Business Casual. In today's episode, I share an answer to a question that has become more relevant than ever. How can I make fully remote work work for me? So before we jump in on this topic, let's hit some of the stats related to remote work. As we all know, remote work is becoming increasingly common in today's workplace. According to a recent study by Upwork, 36.2 million Americans will be working remotely by 2025. This is a significant increase from the same number back in 2020, uh, which was 16.1 million. Here are some additional stats related to remote work. In 2021, 66% of U.S. employees worked remotely, at least part-time. The average U.S. worker works 5.8 remote work days per month, with up to 92% of employees working at least one day per week remotely, 68%. Of Americans would prefer to be fully remote. And remote workers are 22% happier with their jobs than on-site workers. Obviously, a lot of those answers were survey-driven, and those surveys were done during the pandemic. And this is starting to shift now that we're outside of the pandemic. We're seeing uh, some of the largest U.S. employers moving away from full-time remote work and moving toward a hybrid work arrangement, some announcing that very recently. But some sort of remote work is likely here to stay. So if you're entering the workforce or you did so recently, you're likely learning how to do this whole remote work thing and to do it well. So let's jump in. I'm going to hit a few uh, points today. First, I'm going to talk about how to quote-unquote balance your work and life when they happen in the same place. Two, I'm going to talk about how to stay connected to your company, your peers, and your leaders. And three, I'm going to hit on the importance of building your network remotely and in person. Let's start with one of the biggest challenges of working from home, which is how you structure your work and your life. I personally have never been a big fan of the term work-life balance, this idea that there's some ideal balance between having time for work and time for life. In reality, work is a part of life. We work so that we can live and not the other way around. So in my opinion, we should not be as focused on finding the magical balance between work and life, instead we should focus on creating a life that we love and that includes our work. Not to mention what works for one person as it relates to managing work and life may not work for you. More on this in another episode. All of this being said, it can be very difficult to mentally and physically separate yourself from the work that you're doing when you're working from home. So here are a few tips for balancing work and life while working from home. First, set boundaries. It's important to set appropriate boundaries between your work life and your personal life. This can look different for everyone. This may mean setting specific hours during the day when you will work and sticking to those hours. It may mean not checking work emails or messages outside of work hours. Figure out what works for you and don't be afraid to try something new. Second, create a dedicated workspace. Having a dedicated workspace in your home will help you to stay focused and productive when you're working. This could be a home office, a desk in your bedroom, or even just a corner of your living room. But find some place that is dedicated to work and no other purposes if you can. Third, take breaks. It's important to take breaks throughout the day, even when you're working from home. When you're not working from home, when you're in the office, it's a lot easier to get up and move around and get distracted from work for a few minutes. It's harder to do that when you're at home. It's easier to get sucked into the work and forget to take breaks. So get up, move around, step outside for some fresh air, take a few minutes to meditate and do some deep breathing exercises. Find some ways to break up your day. Fourth, take care of yourself. Make sure to eat healthy meals, get enough sleep and exercise regularly. Taking care of your physical and mental health will help you to be more productive and less stressed as we talked about in the last episode. Fifth, shake things up. This is really just something that has worked for me in the past. Remote work brings one real built-in benefit, which is work mobility. So work from a different room than you normally would. Work outside, work from the beach, work from Italy, work wherever works for you and your company, of course. Find ways to add some variety every once in a while. The bottom line is be intentional about your work and your life. Try new ways of working until you find out what works for you. And when it stops working, try something new. Okay, on to point number two, how to remain connected to your company and why it's important to do so. So when you work from home, it can be easy to feel disconnected from your company, its mission, vision, and goals. And it can be very challenging to be reminded of your own purpose within that company. So here are a few tips for staying connected to your company. First, attend company meetings and events. This may seem obvious and you may think to yourself well yeah I'm going to attend company meetings and events but when you're a remote worker uh, it can be really challenging to you know, prioritize that over something that you may have in your personal life or work that you need to do. So prioritize it. Even if you're not able to attend in person make sure you attend these meetings and events virtually. This will help you stay up to date on what's happening in the company and connect with your colleagues. It can be tempting to join these meetings with our cameras off or multitask through the meeting. Uh, Maybe this is the norm in your organization, but this approach can easily create a feeling of disconnectedness with your company and can make it harder to be reminded of the importance of your role as it relates to achieving your company's mission. So whether it's the norm in your company or not, be different. Be an active participant in all company meetings and events. Don't blend into the background. Second, be proactive in communication. Don't wait for people to reach out to you. Be proactive in communication and reach out to your colleagues regularly. This will help you stay connected and build relationships. Schedule casual coffee breaks with people or block time for lunch with a coworker. Others are likely feeling the same way that you do, and your outreach can solve the problem for you and for them. Prioritize connecting with people. Finally, Be part of the solution for the company as a whole. As I mentioned in the last point, others are probably feeling similarly to you. Identify solutions to the problems that are causing that disconnectedness and be part of the change. Look for the root cause and think of solutions that solve for that. If your company doesn't already have things in place uh, to help virtual employees remain connected, make suggestions or take the lead and start something yourself. Look for employee engagement opportunities or you know, ways to connect virtually, whatever it may be. Leadership abhors a vacuum. So if no one is taking the lead to solve the problem, maybe you should. All right, that's a little bit on staying connected to your company. On to point number three, focus on your network even more than you would if in person. If you work remotely, whether fully or partially, one thing you're likely to lose and maybe not even realize it are those built-in networking opportunities that come from in-person work. Whether it's your indirect or direct interactions with coworkers or from industry events or conferences or whatever it may be, when you work remotely, you have fewer opportunities to network in person with people that can help you progress in your career. So you need to put some extra focus on that. Here are some tips for focusing on your network as a remote employee. Join online communities and groups. There are a number of online communities and groups where you can connect with other remote workers and people in your industry. These can be a great way to learn about new opportunities, share ideas, and get advice. There's obviously LinkedIn, but there's also services like Blind and Fishbowl, which are great ways of connecting with others in your industry. Blind and Fishbowl allow you to interact with folks in your industry anonymously, which is a great way to get questions asked and just learn about what's happening. Second, join in-person communities and groups. Look for networking groups and events in your area. Meetup is a service that can be really helpful for finding these types of events. A lot of people plan networking events with services like Meetup. If you don't have many in your area, or if you see a very specific gap, maybe start one of your own. Chances are if you see that gap, others will too. In the past, I started a networking group focused specifically on those in their late 20s and early 30s. This brought a healthy mix of people early in their careers and those just a few steps ahead in their career. The area that I was in really had nothing for that group of people. Third, reach out to people that you respect. If there are people in your industry that you admire or look up to, reach out to them and introduce yourself. You can do this by sending them an email or connecting with them on LinkedIn. You'd be surprised how many people are willing to have a casual conversation with someone early in their career, whether it's because they like to pour into people uh, or just because they respect the grit that somebody has by coming and asking. They're often willing to do that. A cup of coffee, virtually or in person, can do a lot to connect you to somebody who's been there before. Fourth, volunteer your time. Volunteering your time is a great way to meet new people and give back to your community, especially if you do it for an organization that has some connectedness to either your direct community or kind of your industry, whatever it may be. So look for a local organization or a cause that you care about. Look for professional organizations in your industry and reach out to them about volunteering or getting involved. These are great ways to connect with others who care about things that you may also care about. So, in conclusion, working from home has a lot of benefits. You may have opportunities that your location would not otherwise grant you. You may have flexibility in how and where you work. You avoid having to commute, but there can be trade-offs as well. It's important to be intentional about how you structure your work and your life. Additionally, it's critical to focus on remaining connected to your company, its mission and vision, and to remind yourself of the part you play in it. Finally, putting extra focus and effort into your network will help you remain connected to those that can influence your career. There are great ways to build your network, both remotely and in person, regardless of whether you work from home or from the office. Okay, I think that about does it for this episode of Business Casual. I hope you've enjoyed it and found these tips related to working remotely to be helpful. If you have comments, suggestions, or if you wanna have your question answered on a future episode, message me on Instagram at businesscasualshow or send an email to show at gmail.com. I'm just getting started and I wanna make this podcast as useful as possible, so I welcome all feedback. You can find Business Casual on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Business casual, it's business, but casual.